This is the Partnership for the Arts talk show, where we talk art. Welcome to Where We Talk Art. This is your host, Victor Gartner, and today our guest is Lisa Gulucci, author, artist, and executive director of the Visual Arts Center of Punta Gorda, Florida. We are going to be back after this brief message. This is Partnership for the Arts. Come join us as we explore the world of art. You can find us on our Facebook page at Partnership for the Arts Group Talk Show. Or you can find us on our new website at pftatalkshow.org. PFTA Talk Show is recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. Lisa, welcome to Where We Talk Art. Thank you, Victor. Thanks for having me on the show today. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's so great to have you here. And how is it going as a director? I mean, you've only been here since July 1st, I believe, right? Correct. Um, It is going fantastic. Um, There's been a few bumps, um, one named Hurricane Ian. But other than that, we're doing great. I've been in the deep end of the pool swimming and taking care of business. Yes, you are taking care of business. And... You know, I, I get to come here, oh, every week, at least once, you know, sometimes more than once. And so I, I get the vibes of how things are going here and if people are happy or they're not happy. And I could tell that people are really are happy that you're here. Well, that's very nice to say. Thank you. I hope so. That's a goal. Because everybody wants to be able to go to work and be happy in what they're doing. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't have that luxury. So you have to make it a place where people want to come every day. That's right. That's right. Every day. Well, I I want to um, ask you a couple of questions. So where did you grow up? I was born and raised in Seattle, Washington, and in the surrounding areas of the Puget Sound, and spent most of my time uh, in a family business that was a dancing school that my grandmother started. And we were open for probably 50, 60 years, I think. And I grew up in the ranks of that, starting out as a teacher and then eventually ending as assistant director with my mother. Very nice. And how many years did you say that was open? It was open for almost 60 years. And I was there for 22 of those, I believe, maybe a little bit more. That's very interesting. That's so a long time to have a, a family business. I yes. would call it a family business, would you? It is a family business. It was, yes. And we were all dancers. Um, my grandmother started the dance school in the 50s, and we had several studios around the Seattle area. Um, we ended up just having uh, one at the end, the main, the main building. We served the whole community and did parades and did community functions. We danced at senior centers. It was a lot of fun. It was a good way to grow up. Excellent. How would you say Seattle, Washington is is different from Florida? Well, first, the weather. <laughs> Although it gets very beautiful and hot lately in Seattle, uh, the winters are cold and wet and rainy. And I know it's wet and rainy here, but it's warm out. And I think that's what I love about it down here. Your responsibilities are what in this new job? Well, as the executive director, it's my job to pretty much oversee everything. Fundraising, membership, exhibits, events, making sure they all run smoothly, uh, making sure they make money for the operations of this 
place. Use our memberships and our instructional classes and our donations to our operations fund. And so it's how we run our business and how we send back the uh, events and all the fun things that we do here. We keep the exhibits open free to the public. And then in those exhibits that we have usually monthly, we are able to give them prizes and, and merit awards so that they continue to bring their art in and register for the next exhibit. And so it's just a nice ebb and flow of different artists that come in and we have different themes for our exhibits and that helps the cause. Um, some of our larger events that help the operations are uh, things that maybe happen outside of the building at you know the Peace River National Art Festival. Um, is that one of the parks locally? Right. And we do some other things offsite as well. So it's nice to have a variety of things that people can come and see and do. Yes, that winter art show is going to be at Lashley Park, which is right along the, uh, the harbor. It's it's a great place. Absolutely, to be outside. it's beautiful there. And beautiful view. They've opened the parks again since the hurricane ended, and so we're ready to go and excited about the next uh, exhibit there. Oh, what is the next exhibit coming? Well, the next exhibit here is going to be our off-the-wall display, which are uh, pieces of art that are less than $200 that can be used as holiday gifts, mm. as well as our ornament wall. We like to do that every year during the holidays. It's a nice way to give something different for a gift, and it supports our artists that have created these things. Yes, it's hard to believe it's November already. I know, right? It's time to be thinking about holiday shopping. Absolutely. Oh we want you to come shop with us on Small Business Saturday, too, which is coming up on the 26th of this month. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that a certain gentleman named Santa Claus and his wife, Mrs. Kringle, will be in attendance on our Small Business Saturday. Whoa, that should be a lot of fun. I think so. I think families should be coming. I think they should. We're going to be passing out candy canes and having a really good time. Excellent. I love that. I saw on the uh, What's Happening page that gets put out every week that there's this ongoing class, or, or oh, it's actually called a social, a social event called Mosaics and Margaritas. Yes, that's actually a new one that we're doing. Um, during our sessions of our classes, we like to do evening socials. Uh, most people would see them as like a wine and sip plus painting, mm -hmm. but we're trying to mix it up a little. And so the education coordinator came to me and said, hey, we've got a lady that does mosaics, but mosaics and wine doesn't really sound good. I said, well, how about mosaics and margaritas? And she says, really? And I said, sure, why not? So that's what we're going to do. I like it. I like the way your mind works. And there are um, some things going on here uh, besides the, the regular classes. For instance, there's something going on called uh, Giving Tuesday, which is coming up soon. Yes, Giving Tuesday is fantastic. It is a global day of giving. Places, uh, nonprofits and, and other organizations all across the globe uh, come together on that day for 24 hours and set up their websites or giving places for their donors and friends of donors and family of donors to pick um, charity or charities of their choice, including the Visual Arts Center, right. to donate their money. And 
so I hate to keep saying because of Hurricane Ian, and we're all kind of wanting to get away from that, but because we have had a little bit of damage, we're going to be using those funds that we hopefully will get to help with our repairs. But we also are going to purchase class supplies. We want to get a covering for our patio so that we can have some outdoor classes and, and just have things for some new events that we would like to present here at the Visual Arts Center. So we'll be sending out uh, postcards and links for people to get on board on the 29th at our website and make their donation for that day. And uh, we have a lofty goal, so we would love everyone to uh, join in and hopefully we'll get some matching dollars as well to get to that goal that we have of $70,000. It seems to me that in the past there have been times when there were matching monies available. Absolutely. How does that work? Somebody just says, yeah. you know, I believe in your cause and I'm willing to do a match. People that are passionate about art and want to give money uh, will see what our goals are and then they will tell us if you reach this goal of say 10,000, I will match that dollar for dollar up to 10,000 or dollar for dollar up to $5,000. So we initially have to do the work to get the first 5,000, but then if we reach that, then they will kick in that matching dollar amount. That sounds pretty cool. It is. You have a library here at the Visual Arts Center. It's not large in terms of square footage, but wow, every wall here is well stocked with books and magazines, periodicals, uh, including some books that are for sale. Right. We get a lot of donations from people. The library consists of all art books. Our artists and students um, that are members can check out these books and use them as inspiration for their painting classes or just painting in general. The books that are for sale might be a duplicate, and so we put them out for a very low cost, and so anyone can purchase those, and those are usually in the hallway right in front of the library. Mm -hmm. And there's librarians on staff, volunteer librarians, that can help you find any particular artist or subject, and so if you come in, you can come in between the hours of between, say, 10 and 2 to find out what um, you want to see, and they can help you with those things. Okay, and those hours, are they... Um six days a week, five days a week? We are open Monday through Saturday. And between those days, I would say they're open all days, 10 to 2. We might not have a volunteer in every single day as it is volunteer led, but we really try to have someone in here. If not, we can always get the front desk to come back and see if we can't help you find something. And there's even some artwork in here for sale. Absolutely. The artwork that's in here is kind of fun because it's from the librarians that are working in here. So it's their art. Yes. That's great. Isn't that cool? It is cool. And there are a couple of them that I really like in particular. If they got sold, I would miss them. (laughs) We'll have to get them replaced if they do. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) We'd have to get them replaced. Well, I think this would be a good time for us to take a short break. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen who are listening to the show, don't go anywhere because we are going to be back after this brief message. Hi, this is cool jazz pianist Robin King, and I listen to Partnerships for the Arts talk show. We are back, and we are talking with Lisa Gallucci, who is the executive director of the 
Art Center here in Punta Gorda, Florida. And in the first part, I asked her a couple of questions about her past and her history. And uh, we're going to go back to that just for a moment because there's something I think you really need to know about Lisa. She is an author of 15 books. Hmm. Yeah, 15 books. Tell us about these books. Of course I will. Uh, it started uh, that in my childhood, my mother was very good about buying us reading books. And I did the same thing for my children. I have twin sons, and they pretty much one day had read all of the books in the house mm. and said, Mom, can you make us make up a story for us? And I was like, okay, sure. Give me half an hour or so, and I'll come up with a story. And so I sat down, and I created this story about two people that meet that were different, and they went on an adventure together, and it was called Goo Talk of the Stone People. And Gutok was a big stone dude that was made out of boulders, and he walked around, his whole family was that way. And he meets up with an elfin named Kaladisar. And they go on this adventure together to save the town, and, you know, they get to become good friends and, and do all this fun stuff. And it was a rough cut, it was a rough story, and they loved it. I put it in a box and we moved from Ballard to Edmonds and we were unpacking and I found the story. And I said, hey guys, this is that story I wrote for you. And they're like, mom, you should publish it. And I said, okay, well, if I publish it, you have to do the illustrations. So Ooh. they helped with the illustrations okay. and I created some of the illustrations and then I self-published it. And from there, my love of children's books began. And so when my sister had her children, I started writing a story about her son and daughter. And then my other sister had a boy and a girl, and I wrote about them. And my brother had two daughters, and I wrote about them. So I wrote a lot about my nieces and nephews. And then sometimes other stories would come spilling out of my brain. And then during COVID, um, the real heavy parts in 2020, I did a lot of writing. And I think I probably put out about six books. Um, my name is Lisa, and so I called it the Little Lisa series. So it was Little That's Lisa yeah. Flies to Rome, Little Lisa Gets a Haircut, Little Lisa Learns to Swim, and uh, those kind of things. So that turned out to be really fun. And then in the last year, uh, I was on my own personal journey as an adult, and I had a, an African gray parrot um, that I rescued during COVID. Got really sick last December mm. and passed away. And so my last book was Little Lisa Loses a Pet. And um, I thought it was important to go through that because I think a lot of children lose a pet For but sure. don't know how to deal with it mentally. And it mm -hmm. was really cathartic and helped me. Um, so it was nice. And uh, it was hard at the same time. Very yeah. emotional. Yeah. I can kind of see in your face that you're still feeling emotional about this yep. loss. Yeah. Our pets are our children, too. Yes, they are. Absolutely. So that's how I got to writing. I, I just enjoy it. And now I'm working on trying to parlay that into an adult science fiction fantasy. So I'm still writing that as we speak. It's going to take some time. As there's a lot of research involved, but I'm really enjoying that process. It'll have some twists in it, and it's kind of a scientific thriller and uh, I think it's apropos for today with climate change and all of those controversial things. So it'll be fun. Yes. And when it's finished, 
of course, Dave Bice will want to interview you. <laughs> yes, he will, definitely. Because Partnership for the Arts Group produces two podcasts. It's Where We Talk Art, this one that you're listening to, and the Science Fiction Studios. I so, did not know that. That's yes. exciting. Yes. Oh, it'll be right up your alley. That would be great. I wanted to ask you about your education and your past experiences that somehow all came together and brought you to this juncture in your life. What kinds of jobs and, and, and careers did you have in the past, and, and what's your education? Well, having grown up in a dance school, I thought I was going to be a professional ballerina, but I also wanted to have kids, and those kind of things don't usually go together mm. because if you do become a prima ballerina that you have to concentrate on that because you only have a certain amount of years to do that before you get too old or your body falls apart. So I didn't really have the dedication to do that full force because I really wanted a family more. Right. So I worked in my dance school, my studio, and then I started um, talking about getting a real job, which is, it was a real job. But back then I didn't have that knowledge that it wasn't. Um, so I tried different things, um, and I decided that uh, I worked as a bookkeeper slash human resource person. Mm -hmm. And so when I was going to school, I was going to college for accounting, and I was taking a lot of accounting classes, and it just wasn't really jiving. But then the people part of it um, came out, and I called my uh, uh, counselor at school, and I said, how do I change my major to human resources? And he said, done. And so then I had nine classes to go and I graduated with my bachelor's degree in uh, human resource management, uh, business administration, and uh, started my career. All right. 22 years later, I took a trip in 2021, left Washington state and decided to get closer to my children who had moved out of state, one here in Florida and one in Texas. So I was trying to pick between there and here. Uh, to live and ultimately a text didn't work out and so my son said why don't you come to Florida so at the beginning of January of 2022 I drove over here from Southern California where I was visiting and helping my cousin and uh, got here on February 1st and the rest is history yes. I found the Visual Arts Center job um, posting for the executive director and I put in my bid because I thought it would be a nice segue out of HR but still utilizing that skill set mm -hmm. and uh, also getting back to my creative side with the art and also dance you know it's all creative there's lots of things that can be mixed and intermingled yes and I was lucky enough to be chosen and I'm so glad because because I just really enjoy it here. Isn't this a great art center? It really is. It's a lot of fun. Um, and you want to, that's what you strive for when you get a job. You strive to work in a place that you enjoy and that is fun and that has great team members and that everybody's happy to be there. And that's a rarity. And so I'm extremely lucky. We do have good people here on staff. There's no question Absolutely. about that. Absolutely. I was going to ask you about your sons, your twin sons. I have twin cousins uh, who are much younger than me and they were identical twins and my my aunt and uncle sometimes could not tell them apart they would have to say who are you <laughs> <laughs> 
I think there was only three seconds when the boys looked exactly the same, and I snapped a picture of it, and I was like, oh, I can't tell which one's which. But then that three seconds was over, and they're definitely different. They're fraternal. Uh, they look like brothers. They have same similar features. They look like me in different ways mm. and their dad. But uh, they definitely are different people, but they're attached like twins are. They have a special bond. But they still went kind of a, a distance mileage-wise uh, apart from one another. They did, but when you get married, you also have to kind of do things that your spouse wants to do. So, that's true. Um, however, uh, the son that's in Texas has said that he's moving out here to Florida because he does want to be closer to his brother and me. I, I'm going to say his brother, but I think he wants to be closer to me too. <laughs> oh, that's very nice. While we're here and, and enjoying everything that's here at the Visual Arts Center, I can't help but think to myself, are there some challenges that are here and immediate that the board of directors and you need to address about the art center because you know art centers always have issues about um, the physical structure about uh, budgets uh, income expenses so what's what's going on here that's uh, on your plate yeah absolutely the storm that we just had created some uh, what I'll call bruises that need to be fixed, a few mangled fencing, a window that was broken. We had to replace a couple electrical things. 12,000 square foot building, that's not cheap. Ooh, yes. So I've been getting bids for that. The other thing that's more long-term but still on the agenda is that we are using every single square inch of this building and mm -hmm. we're running out of space. Yes. We would love to have more classrooms. We would love to have you know bigger uh, galleries so that we can host more parties and functions and events. So down the road, there may be a need for a capital campaign to either increase the size of this building or find a new building or tear it down and rebuild. So that is going to be something that is, um, you know, in the planning, very early, early planning stages. Um, we haven't made any decisions about anything yet, but it's it's on our it's in the back of our minds, and that we're 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 always thinking about it. Um, so that's why we do our fundraising and our, our events that we have so that we can, you know, help with the immediate needs that the VAC has, but also look forward so that we can see, okay, now what's the next step and what seems more logical. That's a big goal. Yeah, it is. It is a very big goal. And sometimes it's daunting, but at the same time, in my experience, I have been a part of some pretty large capital campaigns, not ones that I've run myself, but have been a part of. And it's, it's a very long process. It's, it, you have to really plan it out. You have to time it right, because if another organization is doing a capital campaign in the same neighborhood, oh, then yes. you're double dipping, and, and you want to be mindful of that to the, the wonderful donors that are out there that are giving their money. So timing point. is everything. It is. That's a good point. I know that the Northport Art Center has its hands full. They have two buildings that make up the Northport Art Center, and neither building is, is very large. And unfortunately, the one that has the stained glass and the pottery in it sustained a lot of water damage during the storm. And the city may or may not want to make those repairs. So, trying to see what's going to happen over there. We know that our sister communities, our sister art centers, you know, sustained quite a bit of damage in mm. the storm. Um, it's just unreal what happened, you know, and having experienced this as my first hurricane ever, uh, it was, it, it was indescribable. 
Um, but it, it was a very big learning experience. And as a community member, not just a, you know, executive director, I want to see everyone back and thriving again. So it's important that, you know, you work on the things in your community and help them out to get started. There's a lot of nonprofits in this area that are doing good. And so um, that's one of the reasons for the Giving Tuesday event that's coming up the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. It's a really great way to pool that money to a lot of resources that need it. And it's it's anything is better than nothing. And so those are things that can be used to help those centers get back on their feet again. Very good. And we were switching for a little while, kind of going back to, to the history. And at this point, I want us to jump ahead a little bit and talk about things that are happening at the turnover to 2023. Sure. What, what kinds of things do you see happening in the early part of 2023? Well, we're excited because we're just going to be at the end of December around the 17th, ending our first session of 12 weeks of classes. Mm -hmm. And so starting on January 6th and 7th, we'll have our open house for our next session that goes from January to May. And so we invite everyone to come down on the 6th and 7th to enjoy our open house, find out about our classes that are going to be going on. There'll be a lot more people down here. Uh, the snowbirds will be descending and so the classes will be full so it's best to you know get in there quick so that you can get your spot um, so we'll have the schedule out probably by the end of November and uh, everyone will be able to go online and, and uh, register for those classes uh, the other things that are happening, of course, will be new exhibits. I don't have the name of them right now because we're just trying to add some new ones. Um, our Battle of the Brushes event that we were going to have the finale for this month has been rescheduled to March. And that's an exciting program where we have six celebrity artists from the businesses in the Punta Gorda area hook up with six of our artists to create a beautiful piece of art. Um, they do that over an eight-week period. They're going to start that back up at the end of January. And then after eight weeks, they'll bring their art here to the Visual Arts Center. We'll hang it on the wall with a big cover over it. It'll say secret. And oh. then our big reveal event in yes. March um, at our finale reveal will happen we're going to have catered it will have music and dancing and then we'll Great. auction those off and we'll make a little money for the visual arts center at the same time making money and having fun at the same time absolutely we're actually going to have a red carpet backdrop too so everybody can come and get their red carpet backdop photos and oh, and dress lovely. to the nines and we'll have a silent auction with some wonderful prizes as well so it's going to be a really great night we that hope it sound like a great night yeah you should come you should come I we will. are selling tickets at any time for that i will i will be here for sure lisa we have had a wonderful and fun talk it's been very informative, and I'm sure that our listeners are excited about all of the things that are going to be happening here. If somebody listening is interested in taking a look at what's coming up for classes, on how, where online do they find these? 
Well, on our website at visualartcenter.org, you can go to the What's Happening page and it has a list of our exhibits. Um, always on our banner page, on the front page, it tells you of some of the upcoming events. We also have added a special event section for different companies that have rented our facility and are presenting things. Uh, we had an event um, by David Pike who talked about his trip in a dinghy around the um, waters of this area. We um, had the Gulf Shore Opera come and do an, a presentation. And then there's also some of our corporate partners that are coming to do different events that they open it up to our members. So there's a lot going on and it's exciting. So you can always check that area of the website for information or you can pop in and that way you can take a look at the art too and ask our front desk staff. Yes, people should come here. It's such a beautiful building. Oh, it is. And the art is amazing. Absolutely. I love what's going on in this play right now. I'm sad to see it go, and get, but I'm also excited to see what's yeah, going to be happening Yeah, and there's going to be just as good or even better of the next one. So I'm always looking forward to the next event. All right. Lisa Gallucci, thank you so much for spending some time with us. I know you were a very busy person. Thank you, Victor. I really appreciate you having me. Oh, you're so welcome. And to our listeners, I want you to know that Where We Talk Art is a production of Partnership for the Arts Group. And thank you for listening to us. And we have 84 episodes that you can listen to. They're, they're available 24-7. All you have to do is go to places that carry podcasts, such as SoundCloud, Facebook, or you can even go to www.pftatalkshow.org and see our listing of shows that are available. Until next time, discover your inner artist and be well. Thanks for listening to the Partnership for the Arts talk show. 